Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and, more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five- and six-figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, hi, hi. Well, how is it that I am already recording end of year episodes? I just have no idea how we're here already. (laughs) I think more than ever, this year has just absolutely flown by for me. And yes, it might be November, but you know that I'm recording this in. It's going to be December that you're hearing it. But it is coming to the end of the year. And this, this episode you're hearing is the second last episode for the year. So I wanted to break down the year that was 2021 into two episodes. So we have the personal episode for now and business in the next one. And the reason why I wanted to break it down is because you know, they're, they're two separate stories to tell always in business and personal because, and you know this, if you're a client of mine that I really recommend as part of being in CEO mindset, separating out personal from business. And also there, yeah, there's just so much to share across both. And I wanted to start with personal because so much of my year has really been about what's been going on personally for me. And that has very much acted as a separate to business. And I've really been able to to kind of navigate and play in my personal life so much because of what has been built and established and created within my business. And I'm so, so grateful for that. In this episode, I'm going to chat through with you now I'm going to start by talking through some of the personal goals that I set for this year and how they manifested. And then some of the highs of the year, some of the lows, some of the the biggest learnings and takeaways all wrapped up into a little summary of the year that was. So let's dive in. So my word for this year, so I personally always choose a word for the year ahead And when I say I choose a word for the year ahead, it's usually always that I let the word come to me. It mostly happens in the shower. And my word for this year was actually three words, not in English. (laughs) And no, I don't speak any other languages, but it was la dolce vita, the sweet life. In other words, like just having a year where play and joy and fun is paramount and gets to take center stage 
And if I were to summarize this year, it has definitely felt like that. I think so many years prior in my life, my adult life, joy and sweetness and fun has been has been summarized by really big moments. So lots of travel, lots of, you know, grand, big, and then we went here and then we saw this and I had this big experience. And there was obviously a part of me that knew that this year was not going to be that, hence the word. And to really find joy, find pleasure in the sweetness of the smaller things, of the the day-to-day, the simple life. And I feel like, you know, I've looked back on years past and I have measured it from that egoic place of how much have I achieved, how much have I created, how much have I done this year? And having this word and and knowing that it's really been more about the present moment and the sweetness of every day and savoring all the nectar of the smaller moments like a cup of tea outside in the sun and a glass of wine with Che at, you know, one of our favorite restaurants and finishing up the work day and heading down to the ocean with a picnic dinner and just enjoying the sunset. Like those really were the moments. And yes, we had a few really big things this year, which I'll go into more detail on, but really this is what this year has been about for me. And it's actually been reflected in my business as well in that all of the wins and the joy have come from the simplicity and the sweetness of building on what's been created over the years rather than any big one launch that skyrocketed or anything else that was like, boom, overnight success. Uh, Not that I really believe in overnight success, but That's really been the summary of my year. So let's talk about the goals that I had this year. So there were three core goals that I had, personal goals. The first one was create more love and connection around me than ever before. When I wrote out that goal, this was really about knowing that we had our wedding this year and wanting to really savor the sweetness of the wedding and so many people, you know, traveling to be with us. We had our wedding down South. We have a whole episode on the wedding that you can jump back and listen to if you would like to, if you haven't already. And it was really about just like focusing on what matters most, because for me, family is my highest value. And the people that we love in our life mean a lot to us. And so it meant focusing on creating, you know, an incredibly love-filled, connected wedding. And these are, I'm literally reading words that I wrote at the start of the year in this moment. Traveling alongside Che in his endeavors throughout the year and being a loving fiance and wife. Holding space for my family as they navigate their own growth. Connecting with dear friends that fill my cup and lots of prioritizing play with loved ones. How did that actually go? This, I feel like I absolutely succeeded on. I spent our wedding just feeling more joy and more love and more connection than I ever have before. The thing that I really want to focus on next year, when I look back on this goal and go, where can I still improve? Because in the business, 
I'm speaking to people all day, every day through voice message uh, to coach them. I feel like sometimes I'm a bit of a crappy friend because I'm not showing up for my friends as much because it gets to the end of the day and I'm like, oh, I do not want to send more voice messages (laughs) because so many of my friends aren't based in Western Australia. And a way that I want to mitigate that is that we're currently looking at actually changing the conversations that we have with our clients to a different platform. And so we're testing that out at the moment. And that is going to support me so much to be able to show up for my loved ones. So outside of that, this goal felt like it was very much ticked for me. And it was just such a great opportunity for me to really, really focus on what's most important in a season where I've had a few really big years where I've really only created business goals. So having these personal goals has been amazing. And if you're feeling like there's some personal goals that you really want to you know, connect back to, then I would encourage you to separate those out from your business goals and ask yourself what that might look like for 2022. My second goal was to take care of my body more than ever before. And for me, that looked like working with my current naturopath, shout out Natalie Douglas, who is absolutely incredible. I I don't believe Nat's taking on more clients right now, but I do believe that her team is who I don't doubt are just as magic as Nat. Nat, fun fact, was actually someone who was in the Swift Marketing Mastermind several years back, which was just so incredible. A dream to work with her. And she is now, uh, well, I'm now a client of hers, which is a joy. It's been incredible to just create like a really structured supplement plan for myself that's changed as the year's gone on and focused on my own health and lots of blood tests to just make sure that I'm really up to date with what it is my body needs most and what energy looks like for me. And in a year that I have turned 32, that's just felt more important than ever because I actually feel better than I ever have. And I really, really believe in uh, the opportunity to age backwards and that we get to be healthier and fitter and more able as we continue growing. Che actually has, he at the moment is in this whole regime of being the fittest he's been by 40. And that's really exciting and really cool. It's only a couple of years away for him. And so just being where we're very focused on health and well-being in this household. We both have like a big supplement regime and eat really well where we can so that we can still, you know, have a glass of wine and enjoy life. It's very much about balance, but taking care of my body has meant that I've showed up for Pilates, you know, two to three times per week, more like two times a week, if I'm honest, but, you know, doing that, doing daily ocean swims when the weather's warmer And I've also completely cut out dairy from my diet, which I've been allergic to dairy ever since I was born. And it's just one of those things that I've honestly ignored over the years. And so cutting out dairy from my diet has been a necessary change that has absolutely transformed things in such a big way. And my third goal was to upgrade my daily habits so that I'm focused, creative and on purpose. And this is a really interesting goal because this is such an example of a goal that I created that 
the outcome was achieved, but the process looked different to how I thought it would. So when I wrote this goal, I it was at the end of last year, and I think that I was in a little bit of like skirting on the edges of burnout at the time. I was tired. I was run down. We were coming out of a launch of the coach code and I was feeling a little bit frazzled and all over the place. And I created this goal as a a way to go, right, I know that I want to maintain more focus. And so this is really personal and business goal. I knew I wanted to do more daily mindset work, turn off notifications, create more than I consumed, not overschedule myself, really remove this like feeling behind mindset. Like the, I talk about it with my clients a lot, this, this feeling of being like two steps behind. I wanted to get out of that mindset and just remain really super connected to my body and how I'm feeling and know that from there I'm able to show up better as a CEO. And so I'm starting to kind of now straddle into business summary here, but how this actually went for me was starting to move into my 17 hour work weeks rather than this need to like get super focused. It was actually that I needed to work less to be more effective. So for me, this looks like going down to the 17 hour work week, which there is a whole episode on this that you can jump back to. If you haven't already, I'd recommend taking a listen to that. There might be something in there that feels really good for you. For me, it was about learning to prioritize what isn't, isn't important. It was hiring more team. It was getting Olive, our, our puppy dog, which I'll talk about in a moment not knowing that that was something that we were going to do this year. This goal absolutely was one that I achieved and it it looked different to how I expected it would, which is such a great reminder of how so often we become really attached to the process when actually when we disconnect to the process, that is always for me when things get really good, when I trust that the process is not always what I expect it to look like, that is usually always when things get really, really good for me. So that is a summary of my three personal goals for the year, feeling really, really proud to have achieved those. And you can see here, these weren't big ego-based goals. I say ego-based because when I, when I say ego-based, it's, it's the goals that I'm making because they sound grand, not because they necessarily like feel the most meaningful for me. And so these goals were really, really goals that just felt really right. They really aligned with the whole La Dolce Vita theme and messaging. And it just, yeah, it, it felt really spot on for me. And I'm so excited to have progressed with feeling more love and connection and better health and focus and creativity than I have in previous years. Let's now go to some of the worst of the year because, you know, for the sake of polarity and honesty, this year also had a lot of low lights for me. Smaller things, you know, once again, this this year wasn't the year of the boom, crash, big things. It was more, it was more subtle than that. So some of the lowlights for this year that I have navigated, 
there has been a member of my immediate family and I say immediate family and I'm, and when I say that, I mean, you know, my family of origin and Chase family of origin being, being our immediate families who has been very unwell this year. I know that you will understand when I say that because this is not me, this is not a story that I can tell. I can't, I can't share more than that. And I'm sorry to give you half truths. I know how frustrating that can be, but I really want to just speak to this and share with you that we have had a member of our family this year who something occurred where they became very unwell and it has resulted in a big flow on effect for the year of supporting that person to navigate a very, very challenging time. It has been particularly challenging for Che and our household. It has taken up a lot of airtime, a lot of consideration, a lot of yeah, prioritizing family and knowing that family is my highest value. That has been really tested again and again this year. And it's, it's just cemented how true that value is for me. If I'm honest, it's really cemented just how deeply I care about my family. And it has probably brought my husband and I closer together in so many ways as we've navigated that. It has also looked like hospital visits with that unwell family member and with other family members. The first half of the year looked like a lot of hospital visits for me being first responder to a lot of things. And I did a lot of mindset work around that not being my reality moving forward. Let me tell you, (laughs) I know that when, when something like that occurs, it can be really easy for us to to start to fall, like for it to start to permeate our psyche of, okay, I just go to hospitals now. This is just what I do. I show up for other people in hospital. And I kept saying to family members, just so you know, I'm not here for this. Like I'm not here for hospital visits. I, I don't belong in an emergency room. (laughs) We're not doing this again. Yeah. That, that has not been fun, but it's been something that, that I've navigated throughout the year. We have also had a really big year still of being in a season of COVID in Australia. So we had only a couple of small lockdowns here in Western Australia, but the thing that has most impacted me in, you know, from afar is that when Melbourne was in its extended period of lockdown, As somebody who coaches a lot of people who are from Melbourne and Victoria, I found it very challenging again to hold space for so many people who were in times of challenge. The majority of my clients run online businesses, so businesses were not as affected, but holding people who are navigating extended periods of lockdown is not easy. And I just want to say, as I'm sharing this, that of course, you know, this is nothing compared to what being in a lockdown like that would have been like. And, you know, I, I feel incredibly grateful to have been in Western Australia this year. I just want to speak to the space holders, the coaches, the healers, the women who have held space for those who have navigated times of big challenge because of COVID, I see you. It has not been an easy ride these last few years to do that. And 
knowing that the majority of my clients are are so less impacted by COVID at the moment. It's really, it's really changed the game for me in my business. There have been times when showing up in my business has looked like really prioritizing showing up for people personally rather than in their business so that they can then show up in their business. That's been a really huge theme of this year. And at times it's been really hard. It's meant that I've needed more self-care than ever. It's meant that I've needed more time out of my business than ever. It's meant that I've needed more downtime than ever to be able to hold space and show up for people during these COVID times. There has been another personal challenge for me this year that I won't go into yet. And it's something that will, you know, I'll share with time, but it has been something that I've navigated and I, I just want to share it here because I know that it's something I'm going to talk about with you in the future. And once again, just in that really annoying way right now of knowing that I'm speaking, I'm speaking in halves and I know how frustrating that can be, but there will be a time when I share this with you and I don't want it to be like I haven't acknowledged it as I've talked to 2021 because the time that I share it in, I'll be referencing this time and I will talk about it. And it's just not something I can talk to yet, but there will be a time when I do and know that there has been, you know, other things being navigated behind the scenes. And this is just also so, you know, such a big reminder of there are always so many things going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, right? Which is the whole reason why I like doing this episode, because I think that it gives you the whole picture of a CEO of a million dollar business and what that looks like. And the, the lows are part of that. Like people are always navigating their own lows within their business and within their lives. So I wanted to share some of those with you, knowing that the polarity is always going to be real. And it certainly has been for me this year. Now, Let's finish with the best. Let's finish with the the things that have been absolutely amazing for me this year, of which there are also many. So I want to just touch on events and moments in time and things that have felt like, you know, big moments, big progressions, exciting things that have happened and occurred in this year. The first of which, of course, is our wedding our wedding was the cliche of the absolute best day of my life. (laughs) The absolute cliche. It was just the most magical, incredible, amazing day. And I think about it all the time. I think about how wonderful it was, how grateful I am for it and the flow on effects of all of it. It was just the most incredible, incredible season of preparing for it. I'm so glad I had a wedding planner. Highly recommend getting a wedding planner if you're having a wedding um, and, and you're able to, if that's a possibility for you, it's obviously a very privileged thing to be able to do that. And it just meant that I got to enjoy the most magical day. We had so many incredible family and friends there. We somehow managed to have people traveling from over East, which just feels like it feels like so not possible now knowing that, you know, the majority of the year has been in a hard state lockdown here in Western Australia. And it was just the most magical, magical day. 
Our honeymoon was also so incredible for us. We took our van Fran down for our honeymoon, which we absolutely loved to a little place called Denmark, which Tay and I fell in love with this year to the point where we actually for a little while there were looking at buying, um, buying land in Denmark. We have since decided that's not really the next move that we want to make in terms of our finances. But we, for a while there, were looking at buying land in Denmark quite seriously. And, you know, we ran all the numbers around it and what it would look like for us and building in Denmark. And I definitely see building a home down in the Southwest as part of our plan. That's something that we've talked about for the future. And it just didn't feel like the best the best next move for us this year, but I don't doubt that it will be in the future. My brother and my sister-in-law's wedding was also another highlight. If you are a long-time listener, you will know that uh, we are all very close and watching my little brother get married to his dream gal, who is also one of my best friends, was just such a magical experience and one that I absolutely, absolutely loved witnessing and being part of. Giving the speech at their wedding was so special and magical to me. And it was so fun as well to be able to have our wedding and then know that we had another wedding to come, that we could relax after our wedding, but we still had all the joy and excitement of having another family wedding. That was, that was really, really incredible. Probably the best thing to happen this year that I had no idea was coming at the start of the year was that we got our puppy dog, Olive. So to share a bit of backstory around that, because I don't believe I have yet, we when, well, I'm going to tie in another amazing thing that happened for me this year, which is that I became an auntie. So Che's brother and his partner, his fiance had a beautiful baby girl and we became an auntie and uncle this year, which was really, really special for us both and has been so, so incredible for us both. And when that happened, we looked after our fur niece, Maple, for a couple of weeks And we loved it. We loved it so much. Having her in the house was just the best. It was so magical to have Maple with us. And during those couple of weeks, Che and I were like, okay, this is really great. It's so nice having just this extra love in the house and having a little dependent. And it was just really, really incredible to have her. And so we started riffing on getting a dog, which we hadn't before, probably because, you know, we're people that really love to travel a lot. And, and we just went, you know, we're, we're not going to get a dog anytime soon. That's not for us. We'll start a family at some point, but you know, getting a dog's not really for us. And then we had Maple and that changed. However, we knew, so for us, we wanted, we always wanted a hypoallergenic or close to hypoallergenic dog because we both have like mild dog allergies. And so we knew we wanted a dog that was mildly hypoallergenic, but the wait lists post COVID or during COVID are huge. And so we started to look and Che didn't want a, Che didn't want a standard. He didn't want a standard Grudel. He was like, I want a mini And they are so much harder to find here in Western Australia. So we started looking, I put us down on a bunch of wait lists, but it was looking likely that we weren't going to find a dog until like 2022. 
but I held the vision that if we were supposed to get our dog, we would. And I got to a point of complete and utter surrender, knowing that we were on wait lists, that we we didn't have our dog. We I went and looked at one dog in a pet shop and I really didn't want to buy a dog from a pet shop and obviously was not meant to because we went and looked at this dog. This dog was not our dog. It didn't come home with us. Then I drove for three, four hours to a little town in Western Australia called Bridgetown to look at a Labradoodle with my amazing cousin who is a vet. And that was also not our dog. Got there, took one look at that dog and was like, that is not our puppy. When you know, you know. And then got to a point of surrender of like, this probably isn't going to happen. That's okay. You know, our dog will come when it's meant to. And literally the day after, and these are all manifestation principles here. Like when you surrender fully, it comes for you. The day after I surrendered to deciding that we probably weren't going to get a dog, I logged into my computer and I found a new litter through Gumtree, which is kind of like the equivalent of like Craigslist. Once again, was advised by my cousin, like, "Mm, I don't know about Gumtree dogs. It can be quite hit and miss. So if you do see anything on there, we just want to make sure that we do our due diligence. And I saw this litter that was here in Perth and it looked like an incredible litter. The profile was really quite strict about all of the things the breeder had done. I sent off an email and I got grilled. I got a lot of questions asked about whether we knew how much work puppies were, whether we, you know, worked from home, all of these things, which I loved because I was like, okay, this woman really cares about her puppies. This is a good sign. And I knew the minute she said there's three girls available that you can come and take a look at, I knew that one of them was our puppy. Che and I went the next day to their house and we we held, it was two little girls that we held. There was one other little girl who was the smallest in the litter and we didn't hold her because I didn't want to hold the smallest in the litter just in case, just in case there was any like runt of the litter, didn't want to feed kind of vibes, which is not always the case I know. But we held these two and the little one that I picked up just nuzzled straight into me. She was so sweet and affectionate. And Che looked over and was like, oh my God, she is really, really loving you right now. And um, the little one was, other little one was beautiful as well. They were all beautiful, but we knew straight away that this little girl who we would come to call Olive was our puppy dog. And I have just... I, I never realized how in love with a dog you could be. We are both besotted and obsessed and she has just completely fitted into our family in all of the ways. Our Everyone in our family is obsessed with her. <laughs> she just is so sweet and so beautiful. She's a golden retriever cross toy poodle. And the vet has said she is predominantly golden retriever, which we love, she's a little adventurer. She loves the beach. She's really fun. And she's just, I don't remember life before Olive, if I'm honest. And it's only been three weeks. There's been so many moments where I've looked down at her little face and just burst into tears and just felt so happy that that we have her in our life and just gone, of course, of course we were meant to get you. Of course, this was meant to be our reality. Getting Olive has just been 
the most magical surprise of 2021, not expecting that we would get a puppy and just being so delighted and overjoyed that we have. I mentioned already as part of that celebration that we also became an auntie. So just to reiterate how amazing that has been this year. Another couple of things, and this is leaning more towards like personal related as, as related to business that, that happened this year that were really amazing is that Che came home from sea this year. So once again, if you've been a long time listener, you will know that Che has worked offshore for our whole relationship and he came back from sea after eight years of, of being away, which he started doing it just before we got together. He came back from sea, which has just been so incredible. I've absolutely loved having him home. And something that I haven't shared with you yet that occurred this year is that he came home and we have actually started another business. I know this is news that I have not shared yet at all, and I promise I will share more with you very soon, but we have started a product-based business together. It is something that I'll talk about more with you. We are still only in creation phase at the moment we're actually having where we're at the point of well we're in production we are having the the products being created right now for their first shipment to sell and it's all very exciting and of course very nerve-wracking because this is very new and we we validated the idea but outside of that we don't know how the first shipment is going to go whether it's going to sell how it's going to be received in the market And so we're very, very excited for that for next year. And of course, once it's in the market, once it's happening, I will share more with you then, but it has been so incredible having Che home and we've, we've had it so that Swift Ventures has essentially acted as primary investor in this business, which has been really amazing to be able to go, wow, this, and this is part of the reason why purchasing the Denmark property this year wasn't right for us because we really wanted to use some of the money from Swift Ventures to be able to fund this other business, which has been amazing. So Che and I have been in co-creation with that business this year and so excited to share more with you once we know more. I know, I know I'm giving some, giving some half truths, but I'm, I'm trying to straddle this balance of really wanting to share with you things that have been such a big part of my year this year but only sharing what I can at this point in time. So I hope you can feel that. And some final celebrations. There were some epic adventures that occurred this year. So uh, Che and I took Fran to Shark Bay in the Northwest and down South a few times, which we love doing. I took my dad away to Exmouth, which was really, really special and incredible. Was able to fly him up there to take him swimming with the whale sharks, which was just such a magical once in a lifetime trip for his 70th birthday. And when I think about our adventures and even just getting Olive, you know, knowing that she's a, she's on the more expensive side of a puppy, <laughs> like being able to do all these things have only been possible because of what I've been able to create in the business and just taking a moment of celebration for 
so much of the the joy and the abundance that has been created in my personal life this year has been, it, you know, the wedding, just so much of it has been as a result of what I've created in the business. And so just taking a moment of gratitude for that and knowing that it's just been so amazing to to separate out personal and business and know that one has supported the other in such a beautiful way. So that is the summary of my year, my personal year. Next week, I'm going to be sharing with you the business summary, which I can't wait to do. But I really wanted to share personal first because like I said, it informs a lot of what I'll share with you in terms of the year that was in business. So as you know, just to to tease into next week's episode, as you know, at the start of the year, we set the million dollar goal. So I'm going to share about that with you and what it is we created this year, what I'm really proud of, what we've created in the team, some of the big wins for the business and a little summary of what is to come in 2022. Thank you so much for listening into this episode. If you're here and you've listened to this, it means that you know, you're, you're likely probably a long time listener. You're somebody who's followed the business journey. You're someone who is a beloved part of this community. And I just value you and I'm grateful for you so much more than you could ever know. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being a beloved client community member. I hope that this podcast provides you with so much value. Obviously, this was less of a value episode and more a behind the scenes personal, but I, I hope that it's supported you to see what life has looked like, you know, or what life can look like behind behind the scenes of a CEO running a million dollar business. I can't wait to be back with you sharing more next week. Till then, have the most amazing week. Big love to you. 